Hey, hey, everybody. I'm Ian. And I'm Liv. And in this one, we'll be talking about fireworks, whiskey, and natural selection. This is our 4th of July special episode of Disaster Hour. And let's drink to that. Let's. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Oh. Went down great. Did it? <laughs> it did for me. Oh, gosh. <laughs> What is wrong with you? I don't know. You're chasing it with more alcohol. I know. <laughs> so that's, Such a hypocrite. Mm, 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 mm. You better now? Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, so we're going to do this episode uh, a little differently than the others. Ooh. So my favorite holiday is the 4th of July. And since that's coming up next week, I thought we should talk about fireworks, how they became an American tradition, and of course, take a look at some fireworks disasters. Yes. Hell yeah. Also... Other American traditions, whiskey, one of my favorite things. So mm-hmm. we'll talk about that. And then, uh, yeah, we'll get into natural selection because the two kind of go hand in hand. I'm very excited for this. Me too. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start this off with a recent fireworks disaster. Ooh. This was, this took place in LA on June 30th, 2021. Ooh. So that morning, an anonymous tip was called into the police that a man was selling illegal fireworks out of his house in an alley in South L.A. Already off to a Sorry, great start. It's, it's out of his house in an alley in L.A. It's just so, like, picturesque. Yeah, the, there's really only one, <laughs> yeah. one way this is going to turn out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is along 27th Street. Apparently, leading up to the 4th of July, the residents along 27th Street are used to hearing fireworks being set off. It's not uncommon there. Mm-hmm. So fireworks in the neighborhood were nothing out of the ordinary. So around 8 a.m. that morning, police show up to the house to investigate the anonymous tip. The house was actually pink, so I'll be referring to this location as the pink house. Oh, hell yeah. I love that it was pink. Yeah. Um, however, when the police arrive, they realize they're going to need some backup. They found dozens and dozens of boxes, many stacked on top of one another. Most of the boxes were marked with explosive symbols and labels. Some of the labels read, King of Pyro, Supernova Rockets, and All-American Blockbuster. Hell yeah. America. Whoa. So about an hour and a half later, the bomb squad shows up to help out, along with more members of the LAPD, mm-hmm. and they begin confiscating some of the fireworks. Again, this was all par for the course for 27th Street. Yeah. Having fireworks taken away by the police was nothing big for them. Mm-hmm. While this was happening, ironically, two other LAPD bomb techs were running a fireworks buyback event not far away. This is where they let people turn in illegal fireworks without penalty, and they even exchanged the fireworks for free shit, like tickets and gifts. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I mean, I guess it's kind of a good way to get illegal fireworks off the street. I would just make illegal fireworks so I can get free tickets. No, so this was actually... um, they would buy back fireworks that were created legally, but people got them illegally, not fireworks that had been made in someone's basement. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I think if you show up to that with your own homemade bombs, I think you do get arrested. Yeah. That, that's the felony. <laughs> They're like, hey, pal. Like, yeah, you tried. Yeah. No. However, around 11 a.m. that day, things at the pink house go from bad to worse. Along with the massive stash of illegally purchased commercial fireworks, the squad discovers an even bigger stash of homemade fireworks as well. Oh my god. This is bad because they have no idea what type of explosive material is used, how much of it is used, and they have no idea if the explosives are stable. (laughs) Because these are likely made in someone's basement or garage. Oh god. 
I'm just picturing them like in a wet basement in a box, and then they're like, "Hey, get this out of here." We we got a we got a problem here. Yeah, yeah. They found 44 homemade explosives the size of a pop can, and 280 smaller homemade explosives about the size of toilet paper rolls. Oh my god! And it was noted that they all had very short fuses. Mm. So all of these fireworks are moved from the alley behind the house to the shade. Remember, this is June in South LA, so it's hot, and explosives can explode if they get too hot. Yeah. But fortunately, at the time, it was only 80 degrees, which is cool for what it could have been. Mm-hmm. So the police are using fans to keep the fireworks cool in the shade. But to complicate matters even worse, on 28th Street, one street over, is an elementary school. And even though it was June 30th, there were still kids and adults at the school. Not great. Yeah, no, now I'm nervous. Nothing happens. There's no kids that get hurt. Okay. I wouldn't do that to no, you. No, 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 I know, no. no. Now, most of the commercial explosives are taken away from the scene, but the homemade explosives are left in place because they are too volatile to take away. Gotcha. They don't, again, they don't know what they're made with or if they're even safe. Yeah. So at this point, a containment vessel is called in for the homemade explosives. And this is the point where the ATF joins the party at the pink house. Ooh. The two bomb techs running the buyback event also joined things at the pink house at this point. Gotcha. So now there are five bomb techs at the pink house. It was then that they had begun evacuating the neighborhood. Those who couldn't leave or those who refused, which I don't know why you would refuse, but okay, Mm -hmm. they were told to take shelter and stay away from the windows. Some residents were told that it was nothing major. It seems like the LAPD really played down the severity of the incident for the residents on 27th Street, but also I wasn't there, so what do I know? (laughs) So the LAPD, the ATF, and the bomb squad come up with a plan. They're going to investigate and measure the homemade explosives, and then, being the explosive professionals that they are, They're going to ignite the fireworks in a controlled explosion. This explosion would be done in the containment vessel to minimize the danger and destruction of it. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, stage one begins. They used a device to x-ray two of the explosives. They x-rayed one of the large ones, and they x-rayed one of the small ones. Mm -hmm. It looked like there was just powder in each of them, so this meant that the techs could safely cut them open and take samples of the powder to try and identify it. Okay, good. Now they move on to stage two. Two bomb squad techs use a device called a remote cutter to cut into the explosives. This is successful, and they were able to retrieve samples from both explosives. The sample was a silvery substance. The techs recognized it, and they said it was consistent with a flash powder and aluminum powder and maybe potassium chlorate. Oh. I don't know what any of that is at all. No, me neither. Um, but I guess it's common. Yeah. Or it seemed like it was common. So now it's time for stage three. The bomb squad needed to determine the net explosive weight of all the powder inside the homemade explosives. They need to identify how much explosive powder they're going to be blowing up in the containment vessel. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, the containment vessel can only be effective against a certain amount of an explosive substance, which is why you want your calculations to be accurate. Okay. You said keep that tidbit in the back pocket. Hang on to that. Yeah, yeah. So the plan was, after they weighed the amount of explosive powder from the two sample explosives, the bomb techs would assume that each bomb had the same amount of powder in it. Gotcha. Makes sense. Yeah. And under this assumption, the lead bomb tech would multiply the weight of the powder from the two samples for the total number of explosives. Again, makes sense. Yeah. However, the lead bomb tech never weighed the powder in the first place from the two samples. Oh. He just guessed it. Yeah. You know, you know what they say about assuming. Makes an ass out of you and me. No, it just makes an ass out of him at this right, point. Right, right. <laughs> So the lead bomb tech multiplied the weight that he guessed for the total weight of all the explosives. And after determining that number, he determined that it was a safe amount to put in the containment vessel to blow up. Yeah. In a report from the ATF, 
that bomb tech never weighed the powder. It was confirmed. He just guessed it. Oh, my God. Reportedly, the bomb tech rounded up just to be safe. Carried the two and multiplied the four. Like there were over three hundred and twenty homemade explosives, and you're just gonna guess how much powder he, explosive is in there. He literally said, "Hmm." He said, "Brain blast." Brain. <laughs> now, apparently, the most experienced bomb tech at the Pink House was extremely worried by this. Appropriately so. Yeah. He was reported raising a number of questions and concerns, saying that this was entirely unsafe, but he was ignored. And when he went to the supervisor on the scene, the supervisor basically told the two bomb techs to deal with their concerns amongst themselves. That's it's so not he a, said, mm, not getting involved. It's not like a disagreement. This is like, hey, this guy's not doing his job and I'm concerned by this. And he's like, you guys have to figure it out on your own. Uh-huh. Man, shut up. I Just wait. <laughs> yeah. There's more. Yeah. So around 7 p.m. that evening, the bomb squad is ready to detonate the explosives inside the containment vessel. By this time... All of the illegally purchased commercial fireworks had been removed from the area. Mm. So there's just the homemade explosives remaining. And the combined weight of all the commercial explosives that had been removed from the property was 32,000 pounds. Oh my god. Quite a lot. Yeah. So shortly after 7.30pm, the supervising detective shouted, fire in the hole. And to no surprise, when the detonator was pressed, the containment vessel filled with homemade fireworks completely failed. And there was a massive explosion in the alley. Oh my god. The power of this explosion was so intense that cars nearby were blown off the ground and flipped over. <gasps> nearby foundations of homes were cracked. Oh my god. Windows everywhere were shattered, and people were thrown off their feet to the ground. Some people reported that the blast was so strong it felt like they were tackled by another person to the ground. Oh jeez. Yet somehow, nobody was killed by this. Oh, that's good. Ish. Ish, yeah. yeah. That sounds like so Miami Vice, you know, when they put on their sunglasses and like an explosion is behind them. But in Miami Vice, they're not responsible for that explosion. This is like Brooklyn Nine-Nine to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He goes, wow. Like, Andy Samberg yeah, is yeah. blown off his feet. Yeah. <laughs> Over $5 million worth of damage was done to the neighborhood. And residents were displaced from their homes for almost a year. Um, a later ATF investigation into the incident highlighted the unhealthy culture of unprofessionalism that existed inside the bomb squad. It's history repeating itself. Always. And same thing happened with, like, what, the molasses or... How many things have we talked about where the people are unprofessional or they just mm -hmm. don't care? Or they're not qualified for their jobs. It's just... All of this could have been avoided. These people were qualified for their job. They just yeah. didn't fucking do it. Yeah. It's like, what the hell are you getting paid for then, you know? If you're not going not to do, to do your, your job. job. Yeah. No. But yeah, so that's the story of the LAPD neighborhood fireworks disaster. Quick one to dip your feet in. Yeah, yeah. Just a little... Dip your feet in. Do her toes in? Oh, no. Whatever. So, time for a history lesson. Where did fireworks come from? Do you Ch know? China, right? Yeah, China. Yes! So, the exact date um, of their creation is unknown, but it's assumed that the discovery was by accident, as is the case with most great discoveries. Ooh. So, people would heat bamboo stalks, and the pressure inside the hollow stalks would build and then explode. Oh. The fireworks we know today were believed to have been invented around... 680 or 980, somewhere in there. Oh, wow. These came after the invention of gunpowder. Alchemists, which were a thing, Ooh. would fill the bamboo stalks with gunpowder for the sole purpose of blowing them up. Yeah. These were the first firecrackers, and thus beginning the modern age of fireworks. Oh, cool. Yeah. The bamboo one sounds like the Roman candles, you know, where you hold them and like the ball of light. Oh, yeah, and you pretend like you're a wizard in Harry Potter. Yes. 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 That's unsafe. You're not supposed to do that. People lose eyes doing that. 
Like, it's like, I know that you shouldn't be pointing it at people, but to, like, take it and just go, Oh, no, it's fun. Oh, yeah, no. I came across as if I'm never going to do that. I can't wait to do that this year. But it's very dangerous. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I also read somewhere that they tried tying bottle rockets onto arrows. So when they would shoot arrows, like a bow and arrow, the bottle rocket would carry it further. Um, That did not work. And it ended up just killing the person firing the arrow. (laughs) So that was an attempt, but a failed attempt. Yeah. They had a hypothesis. Did not work out. Did not. Now, the fireworks would eventually find their way westward into Europe. Uh, This was largely made possible by the Silk Road. Didn't know what that was. You seem like you did. I do. I do. Uh, The Silk Road was a popular trading route between Europe and Asia. Yeah. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And in the 13th century, gunpowder and fireworks would be discovered by the Europeans on this trading route. They said, this shit is crazy. Said, guys, you are never going to believe what I found on the Silk Road. Um, Guys, you're going to want to take a look at this. Is it velvet? (laughs) Yeah. Get it? Uh, Silk Road. Did you find velvet? (laughs) It's a good joke, I think. Take a hike. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Go kick rocks. (laughs) Well, naturally, the fireworks were just as popular in Europe as they were in Asia. And fireworks were heavily used during celebrations as well after this, especially during the Renaissance. For example, Anne Boleyn's coronation as the Queen of England in 1533 had a metric shitload of fireworks at the ceremony. Okay, Miss Boleyn. She knew what she was doing. Yeah. So obviously, when the Europeans traveled even further westward and discovered America, and somehow avoided falling off the edge of the world, they brought the fireworks with them. (laughs) Confirmed, Ian is a flat earther. I am not a flat earther. (laughs) Strike that from the record. Yeah, yeah, he said, whoa, whoa, whoa. John Adams, who was the second president, I already knew that, definitely didn't have to look it up. He actually envisioned that fireworks would be a huge part of American culture in the future. Yeah. Um, As they were planning to sign the Declaration of Independence, John Adams wrote that Independence Day would be celebrated with pomp and parade with shoes, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations from one end of this continent to the other from this time forevermore. He was so right. Think about how long it would have taken him to write that. Like, do you think he just naturally wrote that sentence in about 30 seconds? Or do you think he sat there and thought of every word? I don't know, but I know if he wrote it out, it would look so pretentious. He's the one on the Declaration of Independence where his name is all like fancy. I and everyone, all their like, names were signed fancy. But yeah, they made fun of him though. Did he sign it real big and in the middle? Yeah. He yep. was one of those. Yeah, he was, he was that he, guy. They should have made fun of him. Yeah. How the hell did he get elected as president then? Popular mm-hmm. vote. Not enough people made fun of him then. I think he was running. I think Aaron Burr was running against him and no one liked Burr. Who did Aaron Burr kill? Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. Now this, I turn and I look at the camera and we go, Alexander Hamilton. If I know you didn't nothing have, about the Hamilton musical. Don't you, even start. No, I'm so annoyed by it. Good for you. If you did not have a Hamilton it face, sounds I envy stupid. you. What, what did Alexander Hamilton do? Cheat exactly. on his wife. Yeah. Oh, he was a cheater. So he did <laughs> yeah, nothing yeah. and he was a cheater. Good yeah. for him. Well, anyway, when John Adams is talking about the illuminations, he means fireworks. He didn't mean like our f- cell phone flashlights? That's crazy. No, I think um, Jefferson was the one who talked about cell phones. Oh, yeah. yeah. iPhones. Yeah. No, they called it the uh, Sam- old iPhone. <laughs> the Samsung Galaxy. <laughs> the <laughs> old Samsung Galaxy. Gal- if you just put yield in front of everything, yield Casio. Yeah. <laughs> yield Razor. Yield Razor. Yield Motorola. Yeah. So even though the 4th of July, 1976, was the first Independence Day, it wouldn't be until the following year that the 4th of July celebrations would see fireworks. Philadelphia was actually the first city to have a fireworks celebration on the 4th. Okay, Philly. Right? Fly, Eagles, fly. 
There was a ship docked in Philly's Harbor, which fired 13 shots from a cannon. These 13 shots signified the original 13 colonies. Boston would also set off 13 fireworks during the celebrations as well. And then, by 1783, fireworks were available to the public for celebrating the 4th of July. Fireworks were also made even more popular in the late 1700s by politicians because they would have fireworks shows at their public speeches. That's such a good idea. And honestly, people still do it now. Like if Do they? Yeah, like if they're... Who gives speeches in public now? I didn't just ask that. Never mind. <laughs> Who talks anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Not us. Not us. But by the late 1800s, fireworks would be a well-established tradition in the U.S. Good. So what else is another American tradition? Whiskey. Oh, absolutely. I think that was my favorite, whiskey. Yeah. Well, the glorious and wonderful invention of whiskey happened sometime between 1000 and 1200 AD, when the concept of distillation made its way from Europe's mainland to Scotland and Ireland. Oh. Yeah. That's when the fun begins. That's when it begins. Yeah. Uh, and it's traveling monks who are given credit for sharing this discovery. Now, the Scottish and the Irish, not having as much grapes as the rest of Europe, resorted to distilling grain instead. Oh. This resulted in the first distillations of modern whiskey. Remember, distillation is when you boil the juices from a plant, which then separates the sugar from the juices, forming molasses, and then distilling molasses forms alcohol as a byproduct. We learned that in episode two. Yeah, if you want to go back, you can. So here's a fun fact. The first written record of whiskey comes from the year 1405 in Ireland. Do you want to take a guess in which context whiskey is written about? Um, I don't know. I'm just imagining them being like, hey, this shit's absolutely scrumptious. In a way, that's what they wrote. Yeah. It's written that the head of an Irish clan died drinking an excessive <laughs> amount of aqua vitae at Christmas. You know what? And that's his right to do so. <laughs> aqua vitae was the whiskey. Ooh. So the first recorded writing of whiskey involves someone dying from it. <laughs> hey, cheers to that, brother. Cheers. <laughs> By 1494, almost 100 years later, Scotland is full-on distilling whiskey, too. Yeah, they said, we're getting all this. They said, this is nice. Yeah. Although, at this point, it's mostly just being distilled by the monks in the monasteries. But, by the mid-1500s, King Henry VIII dissolves most of the monasteries. I don't know why. Probably because he was a douchebag. Yeah. I actually know nothing about King Henry VIII, but if you're going to get rid of a bunch of monasteries, I just assume you suck as a person. I only know the song. I'm Henry of the Eighth. I am. Henry of the Eighth, I am. I what am. is up with you and all these historic songs? I don't know. How do you know I... all these? <laughs> what do you listen to at home? <laughs> it's just a bunch of like. Is it kids' bop? It is kids' bop. Like they're like kids' like songs, you know, that you play for like toddlers. You need help. I do. <laughs> it's that and then Harry Styles. Even more help. Yeah. <laughs> so after King Henry the Eighth dissolves the monasteries, the production of whiskey is adopted into the general public. This is largely thanks to the monks, who were basically out of a job now and needed a way to make a living. So they resorted to making and selling whiskey, because they already knew how to do it. Monks know how to party. They're a bunch of goddamn heroes. Yeah. Eventually, as European settlers make their way to America, they bring whiskey distillation with them. Another fun fact, distillers would often use whiskey as a currency during the American Revolution. Oh. Yeah, so they didn't have money, but they'd pay them in whiskey. You know what? And I'd be like, thank you. And then 300-some years later, they're paying people in trident layers instead. <laughs> Remember those stupid fucking commercials? I do! <laughs> Did they even 
make that gum anymore? I don't think no, they do. No, it was disgusting. I, well, I don't know. I fucking hated it. I love that gum. Ange would always get the orange kind. That's disgusting. It's scrumptious. <laughs> Not the thing that I tried to <laughs> Again, the pause. It's always the pause before like I realize what you said and I start laughing. <sighs> so, in 1783, the first commercial distillery is founded in Louisville, Kentucky on the Ohio River. Ooh. Want to guess which brand of whiskey this was? Jack Daniels. No, it was Evan Williams. Oh. Jack Daniels is Lynchburg, Tennessee. I don't know anything. Don't worry. That's my next topic here. Hell yeah. Jack Daniels is my favorite. That's what I'm drinking right now. That's why I guessed it. Yeah. No. Jack Daniels wasn't founded until 1866. Mm. It was founded by Jasper Newton Daniel, a.k.a. Jack Daniel. Cool fucking name, Yeah, right? okay, Jasper. In 1904, his whiskey would take the gold medal at the World's Fair in St. Louis. As it should. Right? In 1906, he arrives at the distillery early one morning, and he's unable to get his safe open, so he kicks it out of frustration and breaks his toe. <laughs> You just did that with the printer. This injury progressively gets worse and worse over the years, and in 1911, it causes a blood infection, which would be the cause of his untimely death. No fucking way. He was only 61. He literally kicked the bucket. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's where that comes from. (laughs) My hero died kicking the bucket. There goes my hero. Watch him as he goes. Apparently, Jack was noted for always forgetting the combination to the safe as well. It was probably at that point like one, two, three, four, five. And he was like, fuck, what is it? Probably. (laughs) Yeah. So, how are fireworks and whiskey related? Why, through the miracle of natural selection. This concept, often referred to as Darwinism, was created by none other than Charles Darwin himself. Love him. Oh, he's fantastic. Mm Mm-hmm. Charles Darwin was an English naturalist who spent five years studying fossils, animals, and plants in South America and throughout the Pacific Islands. His research led to the publication of his famous book on the origin of species in 1859. So in that book, he talks about natural selection, which is the process through which populations of living organisms adapt and change and pass along genes to their offspring. So people and animals who were too weak to survive died, and so did their weak genes, a.k.a. survival of the fittest. Mm. So today, this concept translates to, if you get drunk and blow yourself apart with fireworks, your stupidity and or frailty do not get passed down, and those genes are out of the gene pool. (laughs) The concept is marvelous. Yeah. Truly it is. Yeah. By 1900, the fireworks injuries were so common during the summer that these injuries were referred to as patriotic tetanus. (laughs) So I had a hard time finding uh, injury stats from the last two years, but I did find a really good comprehensive list from 2020. So we'll oh. go with that one. Um, in 2020, it was estimated that a little over 15,000 people were sent to the ER because of fireworks. This is up from two years before that when only 9,100 people went to the ER because of fireworks. And the number is just on the rise. People do not learn from their mistakes. No, they're nope. getting worse. They're getting quite nope. worse. Yeah. In 2020, those 15,000 some odd people were the highest number of fireworks related injuries in the last 15 years. You know what? It was 2020. People were probably like, it's nice outside. Oh, yeah, it was 2020. I'm like lighting off fireworks. But the trend has been going upward. That was just the highest year so far. Yeah. And there were 18 deaths from fireworks during 2020. Oh, shit. So in 2020, the most common injuries seen in the ER from fireworks were injuries to the hands and fingers. The second most common injuries from fireworks were injuries to the head, ear, and face. And in third place were injuries to the eyes. 
I feel like eyes would be second. What do you mean head? I mean, you can blow up part of your head and have your eyes be fine, as we will discover here in a minute. Oh, God, that sounds horrifying. So let's talk about some accidents now that include at least some combination of fireworks, whiskey, and natural selection. Oh, let's. Such a good segue. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> he said thanks. You said it. Thanks? I said what? <laughs> no, I was being said, polite. You said that's such a good segue. I went, mm-hmm, and you go, thanks. Yeah, thanks for agreeing with me. Oh, okay. Right, right. I'm trying to be polite. This is why I'm not polite most of the time, because yeah. when I'm polite, someone says, what's wrong with you? He said, fuck it, I take it back. I do take it yeah. back. <laughs> All right, so let's start off the classic example of a 4th of July whoops-a-daisy. Ooh. On July 4th, 2015, a man in Maine was killed by a firework because he put the firework on his head and then launched it. (laughs) (laughs) He said, hey, guys, you know what's going to be so fun for you to watch? He knew what he was doing, and he's like, I'm going to change the trajectory of everyone's (laughs) lives here right now. The police say he died instantly. (laughs) It's not funny. Oh, it's not. I'm so sorry. The police report also says alcohol was involved. <laughs> Let me know when you're ready to move on. I am. Are you? Yes. The victim was only 22 and had been drinking at a friend's house. The victim's friend was reported saying that he was not the kind of person who would do something stupid. He was the kind of person who would pretend to do something <laughs> stupid to make fun of people to get them to laugh. It's <laughs> me coded. Um... So, yeah, you did something stupid. Yeah, so what you're saying is that he did something stupid. And is the kind of person that would do that, apparently, because he did that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. (sighs) So, this next one, you ready for another one? Uh, Yep. This next one was in 2003. Mm -hmm. A man in Australia lit a firecracker and then put it between his ass cheeks. (laughs) But then stumbled and fell on it, so the firecracker exploded forward and blew apart the man's genitals. Oh. (laughs) Just what was the whole outcome for, like, I want to know his thought process throughout that entire thing. (laughs) I don't think there was one. (laughs) He said, hey, guys, watch this. Oh, and this happened at a public park, too. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. No. So the ambulance received many calls that a man was hemorrhaging from his behind, and a local policeman commented. We do caution people against these acts. <laughs> he said, He said, you know. In the midst of all the gore, you know, we do tell people not to do that. Yeah, this is not our fault. The emergency surgeon was able to save the man's life, but not his crotch. Oh, wah, wah. I know, that's a bummer. Yeah, it Just let me go. Yeah. Now, if this man hadn't reproduced yet, which I'm not sure if he has, mm-hmm. but if he has not reproduced yet, this would be the perfect example of natural selection. Yes. Yes. Because now this man's dumbass genes don't get passed down. Yeah. Okay, so, moving on. This next one is short, sweet, and to the point. Mm-hmm. On July 4th, 2022, in Florida. Oh, of course. Paramedics show up to a house where reports had been called in of someone being injured by fireworks. However, when the paramedics arrived, the victim was already gone, but the victim's hand was still at the scene. <gasps> no! So the paramedics picked up the hand and took it to the hospital where the victim had been taken. Unfortunately, the hand could not be reattached. Yeah, oh my god. Typically, when you're blown apart by fireworks, you can't reattach those parts. Mm. This article did, however, include some of my favorite fireworks safety advice ever. (laughs) One of the local policemen said, You generally don't want to be buying fireworks from just anyone on the side of the road. (laughs) You know what? Right. Uh, and a witness was reported saying that the firework exploded the second he lit the fuse. Oh, no. Mm-mm. 
Nope. So I got another one where a guy lights a firework off his head and dies. Mm -hmm. Apparently this is a thing. I was just going to say, it seems very like common. It's it's common practice against the common folk. Mm. There's a lot of these stories. Anyway, on July 4th, 2022, last year, a 43-year-old man in Texas did the same fucking thing. He took a mortar tube, put it on his head, and then when he lit the firework, instead of exploding upward, it exploded at the bottom of the launch tube, blowing apart just the top of the man's head. Oh, So his God. eyes were probably fine. Oh. But the top of his head was, uh-oh, SpaghettiO. Again, what's the thought process? There isn't one. No. Police say they believe the man was alive when they first arrived, but died shortly after. And surprise, he had been drinking. Yep. Mm -hmm. I wonder what he was drinking, if it was whiskey. Let the record show, I have definitely consumed my fair share of alcohol in my life. At not one point during consumption have I ever tried to blow up fireworks. No. I feel like we have a good moral compass, even drunk. Is that really a moral compass, or is that just self-preservation? You know what? Yeah. not Again, natural My moral compass... mm. Yeah. Could use a tune-up, I'm sure. (laughs) But the self-preservation compass, that one's ticking just fine. Yeah. All right, so next up, I have another head injury. In 2011, a man in Fargo, Minnesota, was setting off fireworks on the 4th of July. So at about 8 p.m., the soon-to-be victim set off a large explosive firework in the middle of the street. Neighbors said the blast was so big that they could see ripples in the air, but there were no injuries. Oh, shit. However, around this time, the victim had called one of his neighbors over to show him something at his trailer. The neighbor said that he was shown fireworks that had a big warning on the side of it that said, If found, please report to the U.S. government. (gasps) So it's not a firework. It's something that explodes. Yeah. Yeah. So his neighbor walked away instantly, not wanting to be involved. Oh, you know what? Smart man. Yeah, I was just going to say. He said, that is not for me. No. Nope. So about an hour later, the soon-to-be victim went back out to the street to set off another firework. And it was at this time that tornado sirens had been sounding. There was bad weather in the Mm -hmm. area. So a lot of the neighbors were packing up to leave the trailer park since they didn't have basements to take shelter in. So the neighbor briefly spoke with the victim just before he lit the second firework. The neighbor said that when the victim lit the fuse, the firework instantly exploded. There was a massive bang and a huge cloud of smoke. And when the neighbor ran over to the victim after the explosion, the victim had been completely decapitated. <gasps> no. Mm-hmm. The ATF did end up investigating this incident. Oh, shit. Yeah, where the fuck did he find that? I don't know. Why is it always not hap- Target? Why is it always happening in like Fargo, Minnesota, or just like a bunch of things happen in Fargo? What else happens in Fargo? Have you never seen the movie Fargo? Yeah, but that was a movie. It wasn't real. It was based on true events. Oh, was it? Yeah. Shut the hell up. No, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, I'm just now learning this. Mm-hmm. I think it says it in the, like the beginning of the movie. I don't read subtitles. Oh. I don't go to a movie to read. I go there to watch and be entertained. I was elected to lead. Not, not to read. read. The Simpsons movie. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. So our next one takes us to Iowa in 2013 mm-hmm. in the town of Carrollville. There was an incident during the town's 4th of July fireworks display where the computer board for the fireworks launching program glitched and the fireworks show started off with the show's finale. <laughs> so like 75% of the fireworks <laughs> went off in the first minute. <gasps> People are probably like, ooh, like this is such a great show. Reports say that nobody was injured, just dissatisfied. Yeah. (laughs) That's as bad as it got in Carville. So, you know, we're not mad, we're just disappointed. That's 100% the scenario here. Our next one is one where the perpetrator is a teenager. A teen? Even teens can blow themselves apart, apparently. On the 4th of July in 2016, (laughs) I'm laughing at something else, I promise. 
Um, a 15-year-old in the great state of Texas had his leg blown off by fireworks. Now, in this case, the type of firework that exploded was actually about 180 sparklers tightly taped together with electrical tape. You know what? He had an idea. He did. And he wanted to do it. Oh, and he did. Not only did he lose most of his leg, but he also lost several fingers, burned his face and chest, and got metal shards from the sparklers blasted into his eyes during the explosion. No. Nope. Apparently the kid does this every year, making explosions bigger and bigger each year. This year, the sparkler bomb blew about a four-foot hole in the ground and was heard four miles away. (laughs) The shot heard around the world. (laughs) It's a sparkler. His mom was like, yeah, him and his friends do it every year, but it's never that bad of an explosion. (laughs) Yeah, now there's a four... What? Sounds like that kid from Toy Story. Sid. Sid. Yeah. Now, he just blew up little toys in his backyard with the big one. The The rocket said... The big one. The big one. Yeah. His mom said that when he went to light the fuse, the wind blew the flame into the bomb and ignited it immediately. Yeah, sure. So his mom was there? I would have been like, don't do that. Hey, man, I don't have kids. I don't know what to tell you there. You know, I was just going to say, like, not to parent somebody else's child because I am a... 24-year-old, oh. so I, I'm basically my own child. Okay, you ready for the last one? Yeah. For our last fireworks disaster, we are, yet again, taking a trip down to Cleveland, Ohio. Yes! <laughs> yes! This one takes place July 3rd in 1908 at the SS Kresge store in Cleveland. Oh! Not the <laughs> SS. Okay. Um, I'm not going too big into detail on this one because once I started looking at it, I want to cover this in a lot of detail later on down the road. Ooh, okay. This is a fun one. Well, I shouldn't say fun. People died. Yeah. But it was entertaining at least. Yeah. So again, this one takes place July 3rd, 1908. The SS Kresge store in Cleveland uh, was owned by Sebastian Sparing Kresge. A.K.A. S.S. Kresge. Oh. Not a boat like I thought it was. I thought it was going to be cool. Like, on a boat? Nice. That's what I thought, too. No. It was just his name. Mm. S.S. Kresge was apparently a a big businessman during the 1900s. So, the S.S. Kresge store was a big department store in downtown Cleveland. It was located on Ontario Street, if you know where that's at. Actually, yeah. Yeah. I can see the sign. So can I. I think it's over by the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably nowhere near the stadium. (laughs) We're like, yeah, yeah. We know exactly where it's at. Yeah. Nowhere no. near it. Uh, but this store, you could pretty much buy anything at. And, okay, so the SS Kresge store occupied two floors, but the building itself was four stories high. Now, the second floor of the store kind of wrapped around the first level like a balcony. And there were two sets of stairs at the back of the store that went up to the second level. These stairs were like mirror images of each other. Gotcha. There was a right and a left-sided staircase leading up to the second level. Mm. Beside the left staircase was an emergency exit on the main level, and next to the staircase on the right side, there were three large windows that were blocked with iron bars in place of where the emergency exit was on the left-sided staircase. Gotcha. Those bars were there probably to prevent break-ins. Yeah. Remember this. Okay. So, leading up to the 4th of July, the store loaded up on fireworks to sell. There were several counters with firecrackers, Roman candles, rockets, sparklers, the whole shebang. And there were stacks of fireworks throughout the first level as well. So they had a ton to sell. Mm. Now, it's not exactly known what happened, but what's assumed after talking with the people in the store that day is that the store's clerk, Winifred Duncan, was demonstrating that the sparklers were safe to one of the customers. So there was a fireworks display that included an American flag. 
and here she found some sparklers that she said were safe. Hmm. Well, she lights the sparkler, and the sparks from it catch the American flag on fire. The American flag that was part of the display. Oh, fuck. Now, because it's 1903, Winifred is wearing a very large, voluminous dress. Mm -hmm. And the fire from the flag catches her dress on fire. No, Winnie. The customer and Winifred scrambled and panicked to put out the fire on Winifred. And as they did this, flames from Winifred's dress caught fire to one of the larger explosive fireworks, which then set off a chain reaction to literal tons of fireworks on the first floor. Oh, Jesus. It's said that all of the fireworks on the first floor exploded almost instantaneously once the chain reaction started. Right, right. So the first floor was engulfed in flames, and over 200 patrons were in the store at the time who were stampeding over one another to get out. A stampede. Stampede. Human stampede. Yeah. Now, remember, only one set of stairs had the fire escape, and the other had the barred windows. Well, amidst the panic, there were people who likely got confused and went to the wrong staircase oh. and sadly got trapped in the building because instead of finding the fire exit, they found barred windows. Oh, no. In total, there were seven deaths. Oh, shit. These were known as the Kresge Seven. Oh, that's sad. Like, that's a complete accident. That's, that's so sad. Yeah. Um, however, point and counterpoint. <laughs> Don't light a firework indoors. Any kind of fire. I get that it's just a sparkler, but you have boxes yeah. on boxes surrounding you don't read winnie to filth she's just trying to do her job she wants to be a good salesperson i've had like five shots by this point i i can't hold back on no i know that you can't i know that you can't no it would five shots i would not be doing service to the title of fireworks whiskey and natural selection yeah. if i had not had multiple yeah. shots plus jack and coke in your 1776 I love this Yeti. Mug. I just love anything Yeti, honestly. Yeah, I was just going to say, you have a lot of Yetis. I do. Which you is know very... what? I find a brand that I like and I stick to it. And it's a good brand. It's a great Keeps brand. Keeps my shit cold. I've been sitting here for like two hours and it's still cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just like it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys could see the, like, it's just glassy-eyed and you're like... I'm not glassy-eyed. Okay, well, I can't also look at my eyes, Yeah, so. it's like, mm, I just really like it. It's me being you. Is that me? Yeah. Oh, you just said that. That's fine. Uh, where was I? What was I saying? About the Kresge 7? Yeah, they all died. <laughs> that just sucks. It does suck. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Anyway, after all of this, a new ordinance was passed three days later on July 6th, 1908. I feel like I said 1903 at some point. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Let's find out what year this actually was. This was all 1908. Oh. July 3rd, 1908. If you heard a bump there... That was me bumping the stand on my iPad. Yeah. And Five you, shots, guys. Don't yeah, judge me. I was me. just going to say, you can't fault him for that. Like, that's not fair. Yes, thank you. Anyway, Cleveland Councilman Daniel Thal introduced the following ordinance that stated that no person, firm, or corporation shall, within the city, sell, offer for sale, or have in his or its possession or custody any toy pistol, squib, rocket crackers or roman candles or other combustible fireworks or any article for making of a pyrotechnic display a what a mouthful b it says in his or its possession <laughs> women can do whatever the hell they want apparently <laughs> i say let the women blow shit up yeah let them go for it i support women's wrongs i support wrongs yeah not even women's just wrong as long as you're not hurting someone uh that's a slippery slope Moving <laughs> we on. both we both went is that okay? Probably not. Yeah. 
Well, this ordinance would eventually lead to the classification of safe and sane fireworks, which we talked about two episodes back during the El Dorado fire. <gasps> Full circle. Now, I don't know if this was for safe and sane fireworks throughout all of the U.S., but this helped lead to the concept of safe and sane fireworks. Gotcha. Okay. It's estimated that about $30,000 worth of fireworks were in the store, all of which exploded at the same time. Mah. In 2023, Liv, what is $30,000 worth? I'm good at this. You usually are. 1.3 million. Mm, 1.03. So $1,036,000. That, I'm, I'm sorry, but that's still, I think, in my book, impressive. I was it's very impressive. close. Yeah. 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 That's wrong, but it's still impressive. But it was still like one in three. And then I said million. One in point oh three. Somatics. <laughs> yeah. So that's the story of the Kresge <laughs> department store fireworks debacle. That took us so long to get through. What everybody's going to hear at home is not what happened here. No, this lasted us 20 The last, minutes. yeah, no, that story, it was probably, I'm going to say we recorded maybe five minutes worth at least 20 minutes worth of me getting confused and just us going mm-hmm. huh. oh yes quite right indeed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. well that's it for stories on how people blew themselves up and or blew other people up and or ruined a fireworks explosion in caraville iowa that was a lot that was so good all at once that Thank was you. so did good. i sound like i know what i was talking about yeah love that <laughs> but i also found an article from usa today that listed some fireworks safety tips. Oh. And we're going to play a quick game here with this also. The game is take a drink every time USA Today gives advice that is common sense. Oh, right. So get your drink ready. Real, real. In this article, USA Today said, you ready for it? Mm-hmm. Number one, never allow young children to handle fireworks and older children should use them only under close adult supervision. So we drink to that. I was just going to say, mm-hmm. yoink. Two, never light them indoors. Drink. Three, never use fireworks while impaired by drugs or alcohol. Drink. We can stop drinking because there's 11 of these in total. And oh, I'm not God, doing that yeah. To you. No. Whew. Advice continued on, like, do not try to relight or handle malfunctioning fireworks. Yeah, no shit. Like, wh- what I want to know is who read this article and thought, oh, I shouldn't. Hey, guys, read that. We got to read this. Yeah, we've been fucking up. <laughs> guys, we've been you, handling a you ton of malfunctioning fireworks. Yeah. Th- yeah, that's how people die. Yeah. I had no clue. That's fucking crazy. Uh, never hold lit fireworks in your hands. Anyone using fireworks or standing nearby should wear protective eyewear. Only use them away from people, houses, and flammable material. Tell that to Winifred. Winnie, darling. Honey. Winnie. Only light one device at a time and maintain a safe distance after lighting. Well, I'm lighting more than once, but I will maintain the distance. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was actually good advice, I thought. I had never thought about this. Soak both spent and unused fireworks in water for a few hours before discarding. Oh. Okay, yeah. Make sure they're waterlogged before you throw them out. That I makes th- sense. I think Anne Ariane had would always have like a water bucket and we would throw our sparklers in <laughs> yes, there. Yes, that sounds yeah. right. Yeah. So whenever I light a candle with a match, I will throw it in the sink first and then wait mm-hmm. a minute and then throw it away. Mm-hmm. Oh, and keep a bucket of water nearby. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. I just realized I don't have a fire extinguisher in my apartment. I don't either. And I think we both realize that at the same time. And I definitely leave a candle burning entirely too often. <gasps> oh, I'm so bad at it. I don't mean to do it. It just no, happens. That scares me. Well, you're at the other end of the building as I am, though. So you got time to get out. Yeah. You'll hear the smoke alarms. Yeah. Yeah. Well, folks, that's all I got for fireworks, whiskey, and natural selection at its finest. I loved it. Yay. This was fun. This was a lot of fun. So, Liv, I still want to know, what did you learn? 
What I learned in this episode is don't tie fireworks together with electrical tape. God, where were the parents? Right there, apparently. Uh, you no, know, yeah, she, yeah was. she was. She watched. Right there. She, she watched. saw that four-foot hole get blown in the yeah. ground. Um, don't be named Winifred and light <laughs> fireworks indoors. Don't have that name unless you're one of the Sanderson sisters. I know the movie. Um, the Three Witches movie. That's mm-hmm. what that's from. Mm-hmm. Okay. I. What's the name? Oh, don't tell me. I can get there on my own. Hocus Pocus. Yes. Thank you. Yes, mm-hmm. you can. Yep. Okay. Okay. I know things. Jack Daniels' name is Jasper. Dude, I loved that. Did not that know is that my at all. Favorite. Yeah, that's wild. My friend's John. My friend John's dog's is name. My friend John, his dog is <laughs> named Jasper. Oh, that was hard to get through. Yeah, it was, but it, yeah. we got we there. We got eventually. there. I'm yeah, probably yeah. gonna include all of that in the final cut. Continue. Um, four. I can't take shots. Oh no, it's bad. You're no, bad at it. I'm really bad at I it. I thought you were good with fireball. No. No, you're bad. Yeah, it just some, okay. sometimes I mean I sometimes. Full disclosure, I am a little bit hungover, but regardless. And then five, Ian's favorite holiday is the fourth of July. I you didn't, didn't know, know that? that? Oh god, I love the fourth. Yeah, I didn't know that. When I sold the Jeep, that was like selling a part of the fourth of July. It killed yeah. my soul. And then another one. On That's the back fine. of this paper I put things run we, we don't run we, and then a heart. <laughs> the fuck does that mean <laughs> things run we we don't run we <laughs> i don't know what that means to be completely honest i feel I like i've missed something we run things things don't run we and don't take nothing from the miley nobody. the miley song that was just on yeah i okay um suddenly i don't feel that drunk anymore things run we we don't run we I still don't understand what that means, though. I was trying to quote Miley, and it didn't work. (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, that's all we got. Apparently, I think Liv has more, but I'm not letting her share it because that's a train wreck. Just thinking about things run we, we don't run we. No, you've said it enough. I know. We get it. Yeah. Sorry. Are you? No. I got to eat something. Yeah. We're done here. Be safe, everyone, as always. Yeah. And good luck. Don't. Don't blow an appendage yeah. off. Don't put a firework on your head. Apparently, we have to tell people that. Yeah. Um, don't. Just don't. It's that easy. Just be the careful. The firework is sitting there on the ground. Yeah. Things not to do. Yeah. Pick it up and put it on your head. Don't do that. <laughs> be careful this 4th of July. Yeah. Be careful. Maybe watch Jurassic Park, the original 1993 movie. The yeah. best movie ever made. Yep. An American classic. I think I'm going to do that later on. Slay. I might do it now. Hell yeah. Well, no, I mean, we're going to wrap this up. And yeah. Yeah. Cue the music, obviously. Yeah. Like... Yeah, I think that's all I have. Yeah. This has been fun. It has been fun. This was so much fun. Let's do it again tomorrow. Let's. Just kidding. It took about a week to write all this, but that's fine. We'll do it again soon. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Don't blow yourselves up. And you guys are cool. Liv loves you. (laughs) I love you. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) He literally kicked the bucket.